Welcome to the Functional Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Holt. I'm a functional medicine nutritionist with a feisty attitude in over a decade of clinical experience. I work with women all over the world through my online programs, and I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Academy, a 12-month practitioner mentorship where I help other nutrition pros level up with functional medicine methodologies. I've got a bone to pick with diet culture and the conventional healthcare model that are both systematically failing so many of us. Creating a new model is my life's work, and this is what the show's all about. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. If you like what you hear today, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review in iTunes, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for joining me. Now let's dive deep. And before we start off the show, we got a shout out show sponsor, Element. I'm so pumped to hear that you guys are digging this stuff. I knew you would. It's so freaking tasty. I did get a question about sodium. Somebody asked if I was concerned with the sodium content and the answer is not at all. In fact, that's why I sought out Element as my electrolyte drink of choice. Active athletes, especially during hot weather, can lose up to seven grams of sodium per day just through sweat alone. And in order to replete that, to replace that, we need both water and sodium so we can reestablish appropriate and proper hydration. Listen, it's summer here in New Hampshire. It's hot. I'm active. I like to do hot yoga. Honestly, on my hot yoga days, I actually double down on Element. I know many of you are active as well, so this is something that we really should be mindful of. Salt has been villainized. It's not the bad guy. We need salt. We need minerals. We need electrolytes. And if you want to do it in a yummy way, Element is your thing. So right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So that's eight packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try the flavor, see what you like. And you can get it at drinkelement.com forward slash funk. The deal is only available through my link. You got to go to drinklmnt.com forward slash funk. You also get a no questions asked refund. So try it risk-free. You're going to love it. And if you'd like to conquer sleep with Ned's dream set, Functional Nutrition Podcast listeners get 15% off with code FUNK. Go to helloned.com forward slash FUNK or enter code FUNK at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash F-U-N-K to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Hello, my friends. I'm glad you enjoyed last week's episode. I'm really glad I decided to re-release it because Instagram went wild with that information. Uh, The audience is definitely growing both here on the podcast and on Instagram. So I sometimes like to pull back some really important stuff like, hey, remember this? Let's keep it front of mind. Um, Some people did respond with a little bit of overwhelm, like, oh my gosh, fragrance isn't everything. This is so overwhelming. And I want to remind you, if you did feel that way, we have to look at things that are within our control and we have to look at things that are outside of our control and focus focus our efforts on the former. And fragrance is one of those things that we absolutely can do without. You can just buy 
products that have no fragrance in them. So it's a pretty easy kind of lateral swap. And in episode 185, Laura Adler talks about this quite a bit. Um, The episode is Practical Strategies to Reduce Chemical Exposure. It's a really great episode in terms of reducing the overwhelm and focusing on the things that are really within your control that can make a huge impact. So I will refer you to that. This is the four-month accountability check-in to everybody who joined the Body Intentions Breakthrough back in June 3rd. We're four months in. How you doing? The reason that I want to check in is because rewiring the brain requires practice. It requires consistency. It requires follow-through. It requires repetition. And Bruce Lipton said, you want to change your life? Change your consciousness and the world changes after that. Well, guess what it takes to change your consciousness? It requires practice. We've gotten some really cool feedback. Um, Somebody said, the Body Intentions Breakthrough course is like having an instruction booklet to help manifest goals and dreams into reality. As a doctor of physical therapy, I have studied neuroplasticity and came in with a good background knowledge. I absolutely love the way Erin has pulled information from neuroscience, uh, CBT, along with Eastern practices to help rewire and reprogram our limiting beliefs in our subconscious mind. Yes, your mind has the power to create physical changes in your body. You can use this program for so much more than that. I've been using it to repattern my beliefs around money and within six weeks have seen my bank account grow several thousand dollars. Science meets magic and you hold the power. I mean, so cool. And the reason that I bring this up is because it's it's a lot of what I'm going to be talking about in today's show. By the way, the Body Intentions Breakthrough, you can buy that any time. It lives as a course on my website. I'll link it up in the show notes. Not what I'm going to be talking about today, but we definitely talk. will talk about some of those concepts. I am releasing today's show because I wanted to pre-frame um, something I'm going to be talking a lot about in upcoming shows, autoimmunity. I am researching and preparing an autoimmune series. So it's going to be in-depth. It's going to be thorough. It's going to be a multi-part series. And some of the stuff autoimmune statistics are, are pretty grim, man. It can be really discouraging to hear these things. Uh, somebody asked on Instagram, can autoimmunity really be reversed? Traditional docs say no and functional docs say yes. I don't think we have any really good answers based on our current understanding of the immune system and physiology. Autoimmunity cannot be cured. Functional docs will tell you. There's a lot of functional practitioners that will tell you otherwise. Um, We can get it into remission. We can certainly reverse the process, uh, but there is no cure. Um, I I believe that functional medicine is takes an overly simplistic approach to autoimmunity, and we're quite naive. Um, We'll unpack that a lot in upcoming shows, but it can be really frustrating and downright scary to hear that there is no cure. But I've also seen some pretty profound and dare I say, even miraculous changes. And I wasn't quite ready to make the announcement that I'm making today, but I really wanted to pre-frame that series before it was published, before I released it, before we aired it, uh, by letting you know there is another way. So you can listen to those episodes And you can remember this show, there is another way, there is another path to healing. And not only have I witnessed this for myself, but I've also helped a lot of other people crack this code. Last week, the founder of Patagonia transferred ownership of the company. So now all profits 
will go to help fight, fight climate change. And he said, truth be told, there were no good options available. So we created our own. And I've been thinking a lot about that quote lately because it's truly how I have felt about healthcare, even alternative health and functional medicine uh, for the past two plus years. And for the past two plus years, I've really been in the process of creating my own approach. Uh, this week I was reading a paper on biofield science and the very first line in the paper was medicine is in transition, which is great, right? We all can kind of recognize that we need change in healthcare, in medicine, but we also know that transition in healthcare takes a very long time. So what does that mean for the people who are currently struggling? What does that mean for the people who are suffering right now? What does that mean for the people who don't really have time to sit around and just wait for this transition? Um, these are the questions that I've been asking myself. Um, we started Your Hormone Re Revival that kicked off um, last week. And the people coming in really were sharing why they were here. I'm going to share some, some quotes. I feel like my imbalances have caused me a great deal of grief with myself and my body. I need a new perspective, and sometimes that is hard. I feel like I've worked a lot on the physical aspect and not enough on the mental aspect. I don't trust my body. I'm living in it, but I don't trust that it's got my best interest at heart. 10 plus years of not feeling well and all of the stress and anxiety have robbed me of my joy. I've totally been in denial and just going through the motions of life, trying to get by every day. So you can see people are not just struggling on a physical body level. People are self-identifying that I do have these health problems on the physical body. And also there are other things going on. There's a new perspective. I need a new perspective. We're starting to, to recognize that like the way that I've been doing it isn't working. I need a new perspective. I just, I don't know what that looks like. And hearing people tell me that they're just like getting by, they're just getting through their day, bums me out. It's like the, it reminds me of a Jay-Z quote, I'm not trying to survive. I'm trying to live it to the limit and love it a lot. Like, I don't want to just get by. I want to really make the most of this life right? I, I want to do the most. I want to, I want to live out my fullest expression, see my highest potential. And I want to feel good doing that. And I think we all should feel worthy of that. Um, so I started studying, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you know this, but if you don't, I started studying energy medicine and energy anatomy at the same time that I started dietetic school, which was like almost 15 years ago, maybe 15. Um, and I've had many practices over the past 15 years, meditation, yoga, EFT, Reiki, all, all sorts of stuff to caretake my own energy body. So not only do I study this stuff, but I also have practiced it long-term. So the mind-body connection has always been at the forefront of my work. And you've certainly heard it infused into here into this podcast over the past five years. Many of you know the story um, of my own health struggle, struggles. Um, after I had my daughter eight years ago, I had a lot of very significant health challenges and uh, went to my doctors. <laughs> it reminds me of the quote from Mobsters. 
Nobody noticed us. Nobody gave a shit, right? Like I just was not being, no one was listening to me. Nobody was validating me. Nobody was taking me seriously. Um, and that's when I found root cause medicine. That's when I found functional medicine. And it felt like this panacea. It got me so much better. I'm like, this is the answer. It was so validating to have this systems biology approach that helped me understand what was going on and why, rather than just have my health and my body be this one big question mark, which is kind of what it felt like. And that's why I really threw myself into this work so deeply into the functional medicine space because I was getting better physically. I was getting better, but it didn't, what I can tell you is that functional medicine didn't resolve my mental patterns. It didn't resolve my thoughts about myself, my thoughts about my body, my thoughts about how I show up in my life, how I show up in this world. It didn't resolve my fear around getting sick again. Um, So I started to wonder like, well, what happens? So if I'm taking this root cause approach, if at its core functional medicine is a root cause approach, what happens when the root cause is deeper than the physical body, right? Where do we go? Who do we turn to for that? Um, I've had so many people, and I'm sure you listening can relate to this. Like I've tried so many things and nothing has worked. Or I started working with this practitioner. I started this diet. I went on this protocol and it worked at first, but then it stopped working. Or I was better and then it came back. If that's going on, that's a good indication that it might be time to move to another level. Uncover another layer. Because what happens if your mind, if your own thought process, if your own beliefs are the things that's keeping you pitched into a stressed out, hypervigilant state? And that's the thing that's preventing your body from healing. I have talked extensively on this show how we cannot be in a fearful, stressed out, ramped up fight or flight state and also be in healing mode. The body doesn't do two things at once like that. So if, you know, I think about the Carl Jung quote that you've no doubt heard, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. So what happens if your true root cause is at the subconscious level, if it's something that you're not aware of? Functional medicine is not going to fix that, right? So a few years back, I think it was about four years ago now, I was having a real fear spiral about my health. There was just some things going on physically. I was seeing physical evidence that indicated some things scary was happening. And I was scared, like really, really scared. And it was this time where I'm like, I'm doing everything on the physical body. Like, right. I, I eat well, I've got all the lab testing. I I am doing everything in my power. So what else can I do? And this is when I got really fascinated with spontaneous remission. So there was a moment I had to get organ scans done, but you know, it, it took time. I had to 
make the appointment. And then I basically had to sit around and like wait for two months. So I'm like, what am I going to do with this two months? I cannot spiral out. I have to find a different way for myself. I have to find a new path. So I got fascinated with spontaneous remission and really delved into what was happening with people because there are countless stories of people having really big, scary shit and completely resolving it. And that to me, I like washed myself. I like bathed myself in these remission stories because it felt so good. It's what got me out of my fear response. I was just like, if somebody else can do it, I can do it, right? If, if somebody else has the power to do that, then that just puts it on the table as a possibility for me too. And this time really brought me back to my roots, which is deeply steeped in the mind-body connection. But it brought me back on like a deeper level. So if you think of like the root system, I was like going down, 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 really deep. I got very big into the research on psychoneuroimmunology, which is something I've previously been fascinated with it, but like went in even more. Uh, neuroscience, specifically neuroplasticity, which is the ability for the brain to change its wiring. We used to kind of think that the brain was a set it and forget it. And now we know that that is wildly not true. Uh, epigenetics, right? The idea that our genes are not our destiny and even our health, like where you are right now now with your health right at this moment doesn't have to be our forever reality. Um, I really started understanding the power of the mind to heal the physical body, kind of getting into some quantum physics and some quantum healing. But not only did I get into the research of all of this, that's kind of the way that my brain works. I have to understand the whys, but just understanding the whys doesn't affect change. So I also started implementing all of this into my own life. And if you listen to my podcast at all, you know I'm big on the implement, implementation piece. I just talked about it in episode 222, creating sacred space for healing and transformation. We have to get the information and then we actually have to like integrate it if we want to transform something. And I say this because a recent client wrote to me, I had given her access to Body Intentions Breakthrough because I thought she could really benefit from it. And she said, I completed your course, which was awesome. I need to actually start integrating the practices you shared to see some results. And that is correct. Bingo. Because just learning the information isn't going to create the change in your body. This is not an analytical mind game. It's not just cognition. This is something that we have to practice. This is something that we have to embody. The brain does have the ability to rewire, but it needs repetition to do so. So if we want to change the way the brain communicates down to our body, this does require practice and repetition. We need the ability to pattern interrupt over and over and over again. If we want to change something, we have to change something. And oftentimes that is the trajectory of our thoughts that we have to open or change. We have to interrupt. We have to recognize that it's our thoughts that's triggering this active stress response that's keeping us stuck in this loop. So we have to interrupt the pattern at the level of our thoughts, which requires practice. So in my private practice, I started seeing a lot more complex cases. And, you know, obviously I have recognized that conventional medicine is failing people. But a little over two years ago, I would say I started realizing like, okay, well, functional medicine is not exactly the be all end all. 
most of my clients were coming to me from other functional providers. And for the most part, these are well-intentioned providers. This is not a dig at the practitioners. I am just saying that even functional medicine has its limitations. And I started to really see that. Uh, Again, not just in myself, but also in my clients. And I started understanding that we we got to get to the root of the root of the root of the root. I'm sure you've heard me say that before. Um, and oftentimes for sustainable healing, we have to go deeper than a stool test. We have to go deeper than a leaky gut test. We have to go deeper than an organic acid test. So I started coloring outside the lines a little bit and I started bringing together all of the modalities that I had gleaned and learned over the past 15 years. And I've had some, um, some people, some practitioners ask me like, hey, what training can I take to do this? And I always chuckle because truly my mixed bag of tricks is based on countless. And I use that word on purpose because truly there have been so many that I cannot count them all, countless trainings. And I infuse these learnings with my own lived experience, with clinical experience. So I'm creating something altogether new. Um, I have a a working name for it, functional alchemy. It's just, I don't know if that will last, but it's kind of like what what, what I refer to it in my own brain. Alchemy being this process of transformation, functional meaning like it actually works. It we can put it into practice. So we're taking this seemingly magical mystery realm and we're demystifying it to bridge it with the practical, to create a process that actually works and works long-term. It's sustainable. So I've been tinkering around sort of behind the scenes with a lot of this stuff. Recently on Instagram, it was during a client day and I did it. I, I came on, did a video, and I was talking a little bit about some of this work that I've been doing with my one-on-one clients. And I asked, is this something that you want to learn more about? And a lot of people said yes. So that's the name of the game of today's show is to just kind of talk about this, you know, different approach. I kind of explained why I saw a need for it in myself, for other people, why I started doing some of this, but now I'm going to talk about like what it actually looks like. And it, I always come back to my wedding song, Talking Heads, This Must Be The Place. There's a lyric that says, feet on the ground, head in the sky. And that is truly how I picture the work that I do and picture healing. There are, it, the feet on the ground is like the physical body, right? We cannot bypass the physical body. We can talk about mindset all day long. And also we have a physical body. We can talk about spirituality and energy medicine all day long. And also we have a physical body. So we don't, we're not overriding the physical body, but we also have to recognize that there is so much more than the physical body. And we have to really, um, like method man says, hit it from every angle. (laughs) So there are, a lot of people and providers and different modalities offering different components of this, but not a lot of people that are interweaving them all together. So I want to talk about what that looks like in my current approach. So the feet on the ground is like body up. We, like I said, we can't bypass the physical body. And that's really the, what the bulk of this podcast is all about supporting the physical body, deep targeted nutrition, 
functional medicine modalities, functional lab testing, the use of nutraceuticals and supplement protocols, sleep hygiene, movement, hydration, environmental toxins, right? Like those synthetic fragrances we talked about last week. Body Up is also uh, somatic work. So somatic meaning of the body. Uh, There's different type of somatic modalities, somatic experiencing, EMDR could be considered somatic, uh, there's somatic release, but it's essentially like understanding, tapping into what our body is telling us. What is our body communicating up to the mind? Because we have mind down, but we also have body up. Many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with the gut-brain connection. We have a nervous system in our guts referred to as the enteric nervous system and the brain and the gut are communicating back and forth all the time. So many of you know that. What might surprise you is that 90% of the signals conveyed through the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is kind of like uh, the the super highway between the brain and the gut. 90% are traveling from the gut up to the brain. And only 10% of that traffic is running from the brain to the gut. So our body is in constant contact with our brains. So body up. We have to learn to understand and intuit the messages of our body. Carolyn Miss refers to this as medical intuition. She defines intuition as the ability to use energy data to make decisions. And this energy data, it can be emotions, it can be body sensations, it can be physical symptoms. Our body communicates to us pretty clearly. Uh, The issue is that we're not really taught to listen. We're taught kind of just the opposite. We're taught to opt out of body sensations. We're taught to override body sensations. If you're tired, drink coffee. If you're hungry, drink water. If you've got cravings, chew gum. If you've got hormone imbalance or symptoms, just go on the pill, just bypass that that whole shit show that we call the menstrual cycle. Yeah, just skip it. If you're in pain, take some Tylenol. If you've got allergies, take some Benadryl. If you've got anxiety, take some Xanax. So we're never really pausing to ask like, hey, why are these symptoms or these sensations coming up? What is this bubbling up to the surface for? You know, we're never taught to really like sit with our emotions and and ask like, what do they mean? We're never really taught to sit with our symptoms and ask, what do they mean? So much of what I I train and try to get people to do is to listen to the whispers of your body before they become screams. So we can all get to a point where, just like Nas said, it ain't hard to tell, right? It ain't hard to tell. We can get the messages and we can say, I understand this is a message and now I'm going to do something about this. We can get the messages and we can act on the messages. So, so much of what I do is teaching people to tune in and to connect to your own energy. It's so imperative that you are understand, you're aware of your own energy, what it feels like, where it begins, where it ends. If you can understand like the footprint of your own energy, you can start to identify when it's off, when something isn't right, before it gets to like a bad place. You can make decisions for yourself. You can make decisions in alignment with your greatest good. And so you can use this throughout your entire life with food choices, with your health, with 
what lab test do I need or what supplement do I need to take? You can do this in relationships. You can do this in parenting, in work, like everything. If you understand what your own energy feels like, you can start to understand when it's being pulled on, right? When it's being compromised. This is part of boundary work, having energetic boundaries. This is so important to overall health. I've talked about it a ton. I believe that setting appropriate boundaries, whether they're energy boundaries or clearly communicated boundaries, is the anecdote to burnout. Why? Because we stop leaking our energy and spilling our energy and dumping our energy everywhere else. So the more you understand your own energy, this energy data coming in from your body, the more you know yourself. You can start to identify your own emotions, your own needs, your own desires. You stop going dark on yourself. You stop basing your own wants on what other people are telling you you need to do, right? And of course, super important, but we have to create the space in our lives to do that. So that, that was kind of like the whole premise of episode 222, creating that sacred space, recognizing that we need to create that sacred space. And like I said, in that episode, it doesn't mean you need to go on a retreat to Bali, but you do have to create space in your life to hear these messages coming in. Uh, this happened to me really recently. The past couple of weeks have been rough. Um, there were certain things happening in my life um, that were absolutely draining my energy. I felt like, I was like, who's occupying this space, this energy field? I feel like There's so many people on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis that have access to me at all the time. And as women, we're really not taught to own our space. We're taught to make sure everybody else feels comfortable in our space, right? We're kind of taught to make sure everybody has access to our space. But it got to the point where it was feeling really bad, really bad. And the way that I knew that is through the, this somatic work. It's through what was happening on a body level, recognizing how my body was responding to each and every interaction, how I felt during the interaction, how I felt after the interaction. All of these things were real body feedback. And because I create the space in my life to allow these intuitive messages from my body to come through, I hear them. You know, I get them loud and clear. And then the next step becomes to actually act on them, to make the changes. Typically, this is pretty hard. You know, this can be the hardest part. Um, But I, I did. It was like a few weeks of just like this huge clearing process of asking myself, who gets access to me when, what, what feels good to me, and to kind of create more filters around my own space. And it feels really good to do that. But it has taken a tremendous amount of practice. So what's interesting and something to consider, especially for folks who are like, well, I don't have those intuitive messages or, you know, I don't really know what my body is telling me. Part of the reason for that is that you just haven't created the space to actually receive the information, right? On because the body is constantly giving us feedback on what's what's not working in our lives, in our health, whatever. But if we're not creating the space to receive that, we're not going to get those messages. 
But there's another possibility here too. When the information comes in, you might not have been open to hearing it because sometimes our intuition talks to us and we're like, ooh, like we ask for guidance, show us what we need. And then we get it. We're like, "Mm, not like that. No, (laughs) sir. That's not what I was looking for. Could you send me another message, please? So I would just think about what's coming up for you as I talk about this and just recognize if any of this is landing with you or sounds familiar. Let's take a quick break so we can talk about low sugar nutrition. I'm always looking for kind of quick and dirty ways to pack in extra nutrition, polyphenols, antioxidants, fibers for my gut, and even herbs for my stress response, like the more adaptogens, the better, which is why I use Organifi powders every day, several times a day. I love to put them into my water. This is great if you're one of those people that struggles to just get enough hydration, get enough water. And if you feel like water's really boring, these powders can zhuzh it up for you. My kiddo loves them. She feels like she's drinking juice. I also throw them into my smoothies just as a way to get some extra nutrition. My personal favorite is the red juice. So it has lots of different red powders, things like acai, cranberry, pomegranate, strawberry, raspberry, blueberry, all of those polyphenol-rich red and blue powders. And if you've listened to the show or you've seen me on Instagram, you've heard me talk about the benefits of these powders. They feed a very unique and particular type of bacteria in your gut called Ackermansia. Ackermansia is a keystone player. It's wicked important for keeping your gut healthy and strong. It prevents leaky gut. It also is very important for metabolic health and insulin signaling and controlling blood sugar. Now, unfortunately, I do a lot of stool tests on people and see that acromancia is low, sometimes even below detectable limits. That's a real bummer. Some of the bacteria in our guts are little piggies. They'll eat anything. And then some bacteria are more like snobby foodies that will only eat specific things. This acromancia bacteria loves to eat red polyphenols. So the more red foods you can eat, the better. And getting red powders is super important as well. So the red juice is something that you can grab super easy and it's low sugar. All of Organifi's powders are under three grams of sugar per serving. And most of them offer up fiber as well to counteract any spike in blood sugar. So highly recommend, I throw them in my smoothie so I can pack in a bunch of veggies without adding a ton of fruit that might spike my blood sugar. And I can still make them sweet and palatable. Go to Organifi's website, Organifi.com. You can click the link in the show notes. Be sure to use the code FUNK. It will save you 20% off of every single order you ever place. You get a good deal and you get to support all the good things in your body too. One thing that I hear from clients often is I used to be able to drink wine and now I can no longer tolerate. And there's a reason for that. We talk a lot on the show about processed food, but wine can be extremely processed as well. There are 76 additives legally approved for use in winemaking. This can be dyes, thickeners, GMO yeast, 
And the top 20 wines sold in the US, the most popular ones, all contain high levels of sugar. So my answer to that problem is dry farm wines. I've had a subscription for them uh, for years, and I absolutely love every single bottle they sell. They are organically, biodynamically grown, sugar-free, low alcohol, and they source wines from small family growers. So if you're like me and you enjoy the occasional glass of wine while you're cooking with your family, head to dryfarmwines.com forward slash funk. For Functional Nutrition Podcast listeners, they're offering an extra bottle in your first box for a penny. You get free shipping and delivery straight to your door. So check them out and enjoy. So we, part of our healing is creating the space to receive messages from our body and also be open to hearing those messages. And we have to recognize that these emotions or these physical sensations, even anxiety, they're messages, they're messengers. They're here for a reason. They're here to guide us. So do you have the fortitude to actually go within and listen? So that's a big part of the work that I do. Body up. Body up would also refer to as somatic or would also refer to, yeah, somatic release practices. So there's this concept that Candace Pert put forth, which is the body is the subconscious mind. Our body is kind of like this storage space for all of the experiences that we've had. And somatic release practices allows us to release experiences from our body because we know that they do impact our physical health. And so we don't want things stuck in the physical body. And the reason that, or the way that I found somatic release work, I've talked about it here on the show before, but I was doing talk therapy and it just, it, it's not that it wasn't helpful. It just, I just kept saying that like, I don't know how to get this stuff out of my body. Like I, I would viscerally feel things in response to situations or interactions. And I'm like, but how do I get it out of my body? Talking about it wasn't doing it. It was too cognitive. It was too analytical. I had to get on the body level. I had to help myself release what felt like it was trapped there. So I did EMDR with an actual trained therapist and that was helpful. Uh, But I also found breathwork and breathwork is something that I use often. It is my somatic release practice of choice, not just not because it's like the best or the only one or the be all end all, but it's the one that I've seen the most success with myself personally. And it's something that I can do myself. Like I don't need a practitioner to come in and do it to me. I prefer taking classes where somebody else is holding the space and leading the class. And also it's something that I have available to me and I can watch those replays time and time and time again. Um, I lead, I'm, I'm certified to teach breathwork. So I lead breathwork in your hormone revival and some other containers. And people are always like, whoa, holy shit. That was a profound experience. That was a profound relief. So people seem to get really good results from this. Like they feel things. Uh, This particular practice allows us to drop out of the logical thinking, rational mind and drop into the body. We enter into a different space. So we drop into the body. We drop into the subconscious space. And when we do that, it allows for 
rearranging of patterns. It allows us to heal. We can do this healing work really at the root. And the more that I do this, the more I practice breath work, the more I crave it. Um, I create this stability of myself. As one of my teachers would say, my home frequency, the more aware, the more I spend time here in my own energy, the more aware I become when I get pulled off my access, right? And then I can immediately course correct. It used to take me a very long time to course correct. It used to take me like I would be in a stress response, an overactive stress response. And it wasn't until the point I started getting like physical symptoms or adrenal fatigue or panic attacks that I'm like, oh, geez, I guess I got to do something about this, right? I can stop it way before it gets to that, get, gets to that place. So that's personally why I love uh, breath work and why I incorporate it into the work that I do. So that's really body up, right? It's the physical body up. And then we also have to go top down. The mind, it's not separate from our bodies. The mind influences our physical body. So this brings us to head in the sky, which is top down, mind down. So we went body up and then we go top down. And this can be energy field down. So I do something that I refer to as biofield examination. Um, This is like super far super far out. But a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what? Screw it. My clients are coming to me because they want like the Aaron secret sauce. And I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. I was like, people are going to think I'm so weird. And nobody did it. Everyone's like, this is awesome. So um, I have uh, 15 years ago when I started studying energy medicine, I trained with um, one of my mentors, one of my coaches, who's still one of my coaches to this very day. In fact, I just got a reading from her this morning. And uh, so she taught me the skill set to be able to essentially receive information from the energy field around your body. Like, what is your energy telling me? So, a lot of times before I go into a one-on-one session, I will ask, like, are there anything, is there anything in the, uh, that their body wants to communicate? Is there anything that's impacting their healing or impeding their healing that needs to come through? And in doing so, this helps, essentially helps you access your own energy data. So we can identify energy leaks, like where's your energy going and what's impacting it. And this is for when you can't see it yourself. So this morning I was in kind of like a weird funk. Like I couldn't, I couldn't see this stuff. I couldn't self-identify. I could recognize my body's telling me something. I just don't know what. And so that's where, um, that's where this can be really helpful. And through reading my energy field, essentially, we were able to kind of lock in in, as to what was going on. And then I can access from that point, my own inner healer. I can be my own energy medicine. So energy body is a big part of our overall health. Um, We're also talking about brain down. So we're trying to create new communication from the brain down to the body. The body is responding and reacting to what the brain is telling it to do. So this is where brain rewiring comes in, um, neur- creating new neural pathways. And this is really a lot of what we do in the Body Intentions Breakthrough class or course is a lot of this rewiring stuff. But I'm actually working with you one-on-one to do this. And it's really important that you cognitively understand the concept of neuroplasticity. So you understand this, this premise, and that's why Body Intentions Breakthrough is so big because it 
gives you the deep understanding of like, oh, my, this is what my brain can do. Here's how it plays out in real life. And then also gives you the practices to actually rewire. And so when you're working with me one-on-one, I'm giving you individual practices and checking in with you to make sure you're actually doing them. Um, and then we do nervous system down. Now you've heard me talk about the nervous system so, so, so much. Um, nervous system down regulation is basically getting the body into a relaxed state. So it's shifting the autonomic nervous system out of chronic stress response. A regulated nervous system is going to communicate a harmonious, coherent signal to your internal environment. So that's all your cells, all your tissues, your organs, all the systems in your body. It's creating homeostasis. We cannot heal our bodies unless we have a regulated nervous system. And honestly, this is pretty much exactly what we do in your hormone revival. So there's multiple entry points to this work in my company and my business. Um, but we're doing this one-on-one as well. And then thought down. So mindset, you're th- we're doing thought work, we're doing belief work, we're doing subconscious repatterning. There's a very specific technique that I use when it's appropriate. Um, I've brought this in more recently just because it's been so hugely influence, uh, influential for myself. But basically, we're going into the root of where the belief was planted. So you have this core belief about yourself. Where did that start? And so we go back essentially and we we heal it at the root. Um, and then hypnosis as well, because um, that could be huge for accessing subconscious stuff and allowing the subconscious to repattern and create the identity that we're trying to create. So I do lots of different, it's kind of a mixed bag of tricks, different healing practices, uh, self-forgiveness, quantum timeline technique. We practice heart coherence, um, very specific styles of meditation to get you into optimal healing mode and to repattern. So again, hitting you from every angle. So what I really want you to understand in this episode is that there are certain things that you're experiencing, certain symptoms, uh, body sensations that or ailments that need to be addressed and need to be managed on a physical body level. And there are some that are due to an overactive stress response or to limbic system impairment. Um, Limbic system is a part of your brain and it can get stuck in a loop and it's sending alarm signals over and over and over and over again to the rest of your brain, to the rest of your body. And it's keeping you in this perpetual like pro-inflammatory state. there are certain things happening on an energy body level. There are certain things happening on an emotional body level. And they're usually all feeding into each other. And so if we're only, a lot of practitioners are only addressing the physical body level. And that's really important. We don't want to discredit that. Uh, Supplements, herbs, protocols are all really powerful, right? Running a stool test Discovering that you have significant dysbiosis or pathogenic bacteria in treating that is powerful, right? That gets you feeling better a lot of the times. And our whatever's happening inside of us, whatever's happening at a belief system level, at an emotional level, at a mental level, at an energetic level will override whatever supplement protocol we're on. And that's really important to understand that we just can't out-adaptogen this stuff. We can't out-tincture or out-protocol our own belief system. 
And so if we can bring all of this on board together, we can shift things a lot more potently, a lot more profoundly, and a lot more long-term. So the physical body stuff will absolutely shift your physiology. And also your physiology can shift right back if you don't change the environment that's surrounding it. And by the environment, I, I mean external inputs. Like if you're living in mold, you got to get out of the mold, right? But it can also be internal inputs, mind down, brain down, thoughts, emotions, your beliefs. And this is more than just stress management. This is more than just thinking positively. This is more than just sitting with your feelings. I almost see it as like a clearing and then a recoding. So we're recoding for optimal health and honestly, even more than that. The thing is these patterns that show up through our physical body also tend to show up other places. So this work that we do tends to extend beyond just your physical health. We're creating codes to unlock your own joy, unlock your own purpose, your own fulfillment, your highest potential in relationships, in business, in career, in health, in wealth. I had a client who we were working on the physical body stuff and she's like, I started making so much more money in my job because I feel better. Another woman was like, I finally got my brain back. Like <laughs> you've been op- when you feel like you've been operating out of, about, without your brain and you get it back online, that changes the game for you. So the, the patterns that tend to show up at the level of our physical body and the level of our health usually permeate other areas and aspects of our lives. So for example, let's say you have this core belief, I have to do everything myself. This often shows up in health. Like I have to research myself. I have to find the answers myself. Oftentimes these beliefs get formed for a reason, right? They were protective. They were supportive at some point. But then when somebody's coming to me with a core belief of I have to do everything myself, I tend to see this pop up in other aspects of their life. So I happen to work with a lot of entrepreneurs and we can see that play out in their health. I have to do everything myself. I have to be my own practitioner. I can't trust my doctors. I got to I gotta stay at the forefront of this. I'm worried I'm missing something. I have to stay on my A game. And that belief I have to do everything myself, we see it, we see it play out in business where maybe they're not able or willing to accept help, not able to delegate. Um, When it comes to help, receiving help, people deem it as not good enough. Nobody can do it as good as me. Also, by the way, I also see this pattern quite a bit in mothering as well. So this is what I mean. We have to look at the core beliefs and also we have to see how it's playing out because like I said, it's usually not just our health. It's usually not just our physicality. It's usually lots of different things. And this is why going to the core belief, this is why accessing the subconscious, this is why doing these different healing modalities can influence so much more than just the physical body. Um... The thing about beliefs, I don't want to get too too off too off tangent here because I could, gosh, I could talk about this for hours. We'll probably have to do like another podcast in this similar vein. But the thing about beliefs, I want to just throw this out there. We we believe them, right? Beliefs tend to defend themselves, even when they're limiting beliefs. They tend to feel true. So there's usually some resistance to letting them go. So it's not as easy as just saying, hey, I identified this belief. Now, bippity-boppity-boom, it's gone. It's not running the show anymore. We do have to have practices and programs and strategies and help 
with letting go of that resistance. And we resist them for good reason, right? We formulate these beliefs. They're like seeds that get planted. We formulate them based on our past experiences. Those past experience inform our current reality, our current belief. They might have been a security mechanism, right? So what happens with beliefs is that we, we begin to live by them as though they are true. So we, we, that's why we see them play out in so many different facets of our life. Because if it's true here, then it's true here, and then it's true here too. So many practitioners acknowledge this mind-body connection, right? Lots of different conventional medicine, alternative medicine, functional medicine, you know, lots of different people get the mind-body connection is a real thing, but not all practitioners. A lot of practitioners coming in at the physical body level, they might not have all of the tools to help you plunge into this. So that is why I am currently working on some big projects around this right now. And in the meantime, this is the this is the wee bit of an announcement that I'm making because I had I had really closed down my my practice to one-on-one clients for a while. Um, and I'm doing something extremely limited. I'm taking on a few more one-on-one clients. I at with this current structure, I only take on two at a time and we work together for six months. And during that time, you get access to all of my programs, all of my teachings all of my offers. You get functional lab testing included in the cost. You get longer kind of like diesel one-on-one sessions with me where we're addressing the physical body through lab testing. But we're also, I'm also guiding you through some of these practices that I just talked about. There's weekly check-ins for rewiring, right? Because that consistency, that practice is so important. And I will say it is a high ticket offer. It's extremely limited availability. Um, but keep in mind, we still offer all of our other programs. We still offer offer our one-on-one medicine, uh, functional medicine work with Rachel on a monthly basis. So all of that still exists. This is just something I'm doing um, kind of for a limited time while I create the other projects. Uh, this offer with me is really more for the person who wants to dive in a lot deeper and who feels ready for that. And I totally recognize that that is not for any, everybody, but if you do feel called to it, email us with interest. We can send you info on pricing and on schedule availability and get you set up uh, for success. Um, I will say that if you're thinking about it, what I would, I would ask you to be willing to commit to a 20 minute practice every day. So if the thought of committing to a 20 minute practice every day feels too overwhelming for you, this probably isn't a great fit for you right now in this season of your life which is perfectly fine. Um, okay. And that I have availability for one person to start in the fall and one person to start in the winter ish. So just a heads up on the timeline of that. And then the last thing that I want to say, in case you are a practitioner who's listening to this, um, somebody, when I asked like, Hey, is this something that you want to learn more about? Somebody wrote in and said, as an FN functional nutritionist, functional nutrition practitioner with almost 10 years of experience, this is pretty much all I want to learn more on. It is everything, but I struggle with knowing what, how, and when to integrate it with my clients and honestly with myself. So I absolutely appreciate the vulnerability and the candor here. Uh, But what I would say to you 
what is so important to any practitioner listening to this who is like, I want to start doing more work like this. This is where you start. You got to start with you because you can only go as far with your clients as you've gone with yourself. You can only take your clients as far as you've been willing to go with yourself. And to be very clear, this does not mean you have to be in perfect health in order to help others with their health. Um, This just means this is not the work I would plunge into with clients unless you have an active practice with yourself. This is work that you truly need to embody and you have to believe that this works. You can't be like, oh yeah, that mind-body connection, that's pretty cool. You have to know. So if you're at all skeptical, that's where you start. You start with you. So you can teach yourself that this is real. Your belief is paramount here. Um, I love this quote from Anat Banyal. She says that the thought of the practitioner completely changes the physiology, the activity, the behavior of the patient. So we know that the belief system of the practitioner, of the provider, will influence the patient or the client. So I say, do not attempt to step into this with your clients unless you know with every fiber of your being that this works. You have to be all in. And I think the only way to be all in is to truly embody this work by having an actual practice in all of this stuff. So with that said, we will, I I definitely infuse a lot of this stuff into the Functional Nutrition Academy. Um, Our next cohort will open up in the spring. You can reserve your spot. We've gotten a lot of applications over the past couple of weeks. You can reserve your spot for the spring cohort by making a non-refundable deposit. That deposit secures your spot in the next cohort and gets you an early bird discount. We won't be offering that discount anywhere else. In the meantime, you will get access to all of our masterclasses, our live taught masterclasses, right up until spring cohort. So you can start learning a little bit early. You'll get some access to some pre-work materials too. So if you're like, I know I want to join the spring cohort, you can fill out an application on our website and we can get you set up with uh, getting started. All right, my friends. So that's what I want to say. That's where my work has taken me the past 15 years, the past five years of this podcast. This is where I am currently netting out. I've got lots of good, exciting things coming. Um, It's going to take me a while to create them, but that's where my focus and my attention is going right now. So if you want to practice this, these modalities with me, privately in a one-on-one container. I am opening it up for a very, you know, very limited amount of people just based on my current schedule. And um, I would love to get started with the exact right people. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast. If you got something from today's show, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and keep coming back for more. Take care of you.